0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Waisner. The first topic for today is going to be the fear of success. Did you know there was such a thing? People have all sorts of fears and success is one of them. Fear rumbles around in your subconscious mind. It activates conflict detectors and that begins a perpetuating cycle of self-sabotage that can plague anybody's life, mine included. So why would anyone be afraid of success? Well, there's the fear of the unknown. Better the devil you know than the devil that you don't. I'm a loner, a hermit, and I follow people, selected individuals and organizations. If necessary, could I be the leader of a of an organization. You could fear the responsibility of success. And once successful, could you maintain that success? Would being successful change the person that you are, corrupt you in some way? Talking with others about your fears can help you see things in a different light. You'll feel supported and possibly share a common way to work through your fears. Be careful what you say, because you are listening. It's easy to convince yourself that the reasons for being afraid are all valid. We can imagine all sorts of negative things that when we're afraid, but that doesn't make them real. When you and I allow our fear to fuel our words, the more we reinforce the stranglehold on our lives. But we can imagine a positive income just as easily as a negative. So anticipate the best. Expect the best. Speak those words, the words of possibility and success. And failure really doesn't exist. Failure is part of learning. It's time to release fear and limitation and choose happiness instead. And here's the thing about fear. You'd You don't have to overcome it all at once. There are not specific rules or must-haves or must It's perfectly acceptable to break things down into manageable steps and move forward at a pace that resonates with you. From my perspective, probably the number one tool or idea to shift a fear, to change a fear, is to shift your perspective or reframe the obstacle and problem What would your life look like without this fear? What are the benefits of overcoming this fear? What do you have to lose by giving that fear up? What do you have to gain from overcoming this fear or obstacle? How will your life improve if you're no longer afraid of something? Fear can also be looked at as false evidence that appears real. So whenever you attempt something new... I know from my own experiences, I'm not going to be very good at it, and I may fail to meet other people's expectations or even my own, but I don't let that stop me. And from experience, I know that if I continue along a path, I will get better at whatever it is I'm attempting to do or to learn. Focus on what you have to gain, expect success so that you'll be able to say, Take that fear, I've got this. The next topic, I'm going to be talking about two minerals, zinc and magnesium. Let's start with zinc. It's known to play a central role in the immune system. Zinc-deficient individuals experience increased susceptibility to a variety of pathogens. Zinc affects multiple aspects of the immune system, from the barrier of the skin to gene regulation within lymphocytes. Zinc is crucial for the normal development and function of cells mediating nonspecific immunity, such as neutrophils and natural killer cells. The macrophage is a pivotal cell in many immunological functions and is adversely affected by a zinc deficiency. Zinc has a variety of roles in basic cellular functions, such as DNA replication, RNA transcription, cell division and cell activation. Apoptosis is potentiated by a zinc deficiency. Zinc also functions as an antioxidant and can stabilize cell membranes. Zinc comes in a variety of foods. Oysters have been shown to be the best source of zinc as do beans, whole grains, nuts and seeds. For vegetarians, beans Nuts and seeds have compounds that keep zinc from being fully absorbed by the body. and that One of those compounds is known as phytic acid. Now one has to be careful with zinc because it can be harmful in high amounts. It can cause nausea, vomiting, loss of appetite, stomach cramps, diarrhea, and headaches. If you take too much zinc for a long time, you may also have lower copper levels, lower immunity, and lower of the good cholesterol known as HDL cholesterol. Now most zinc in supplement form are chelated to another substance to make them bioavailable. In a Terry, a supplement bottle you might see zinc glycinate, zinc ascorbate, zinc orate, zinc acetate. Now it's relatively hard to get an accurate reading for zinc in the human body and that's because it's being constantly used. Let's move on to magnesium which is an abundant mineral in the body and is present in a variety of foods. Magnesium is a cofactor in more than 300 enzyme systems that regulate the diverse biochemical reactions in the body. That includes protein synthesis, muscle and nerve function, blood glucose control, and blood pressure regulation. Magnesium is required for energy production, oxidative phosphorylation, and glycolysis. It contributes to the structural development of the bone and is required for the synthesis of DNA, RNA, and the antioxidant glutathione. Magnesium is like the traffic cop for the active transport of calcium. and. In- potassium ions across cell membranes, which is an important process to nerve impulse conduction, muscle contraction, and a normal heart rhythm. Assessing magnesium status in the body is sort of difficult because the vast majority of it is inside the cells or the bone. And there are a variety of tests, but there is no really one great answer to measure magnesium in the human body. Low intake of magnesium over time induces changes in biochemical pathways that can result in the increase of res- that can increase the risk of illness over time. Research has been focused on cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, and migraine headaches. You can get magnesium from your food, but there are also supplements available magnesium oxide, citrate, chloride, aspartate, lactate, and, and these are all forms of chelated magnesium. For both zinc and magnesium, the supplements have to, have, a, have to be chelated. They have to be attached to a carrier molecule to allow them to be more bioavailable to the human body. But magnesium, like zinc, is readily available in food. Beans, nuts, seeds, dairy, meats. The problem for the bean seeds, and nuts is they contain chemical compounds that make digestion hard and tie up those minerals. One of those compounds is known as phytic acid. You can overcome phytic acid by soaking your beans, nuts, or seeds for 24 hours before using them. You can further reduce the phytic acid by cooking them. I take salt baths on a regular basis. I do take a zinc supplement, and I also take fulvic minerals, which are an ionic form of minerals, which are very bioavailable. The next topic is on food and energy. Are you aware of the link between food and energy? You have to use energy in order to make food. So when energy prices go up, food prices go up, but not necessarily right at the same time. The World Bank expects global energy prices to go up by more than 50% in 2022. The amount of money that you spend on food is closely linked to the cost of energy. Food and energy prices go hand in hand because it takes energy to produce food. Most of the components used to produce food rely heavily on fossil fuels. Oil is used to make pesticides, plastics, and a variety of food packaging. Natural gas is used to make fertilizer, and both oil and natural gas are used to generate electricity for, for food processing plants. You need energy to transport the food to the store, trains trucks run on diesel planes on jet fuel and all and all these forms of transportation are crisscrossing this nation every day in delivering food to the nation's store so when energy prices go up food gets both more expensive and less abundant producers pass on price increases and customers look to cut down on their grocery bills in response the producers reduce their output This leads to shortages, which drive up prices even further. The war in Ukraine has spiked prices around the world. Energy prices in the United States are up by 32% over the past year. The energy crisis hasn't resulted in food scarcity or empty shelves yet, but it may be on the horizon, particularly in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. And that's because Russia and the Ukraine have been the breadbasket for Europe in terms of wheat. And they produce 19% of the world's corn. Russia and Ukraine account for nearly one-third of the world's wheat supply. And Russia is the fourth largest producer of fertilizer. Did you know that Ukraine is the largest producer of sunflower oil, which is a key ingredient in a lot of foods? So between the conflict in Europe coming out of the pandemic, And supply chain issues, the rising price of food is not unexpected. And it may go higher, but there are still things that you can do, little steps that can reduce your food costs. Start a garden, grow some of your own green veggies, zucchini, melons, carrots, radishes, peas, and green beans. They're not really hard to grow, just takes a bit of practice and some space. But you can grow most of these things in containers also. You can shop at farmers markets, but you want to get there early to get the best of whatever the vendors are offering. Or you can join a CSA, which is community supported agriculture. A friend and I are splitting a weekly basket from a local CSA in the area. So our food is produced locally. It doesn't have to travel as far. And we're supporting local farmers. Let's move on to some more of the Universal Laws. The Universal Law of Receiving requires that you be able to graciously receive and be open to receiving. Most people love to give, but you need to be open to receive. Gratitude and appreciation connect you to source of supply or energy. Give willingly and be gracious when you receive. Lock on to the idea that to give the best of yourself or your service is everywhere and what comes back to you will be taken care of by the universe. The universal law of detachment can be hard to understand. And I found it a little confusing at first. It basically requires that you relinquish your attachment to whatever you're attempting to acquire. You could say, I don't know how, but things will work out. Or, this is my dream, desire, intention, vision, or something even better. You don't give up the desire, the dreams, or the goals, intention, or vision. You give up the attachment to how it comes to you. You give up the attachment to the outcome. That means you're willing to accept the uncertainty that will come your way. This willingness to accept the uncertainty also means that you've surrendered the outcome. The Universal Law of Substitution states that you can substitute one thought for another. You are able to take control of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions by using this law. With deliberate, intentional thought and action, you, re- you can replace a negative thought with a positive thought. Change your thoughts and you change your life. You take action by choosing a positive thought over doubt, fear, fear. or or emotional turmoil when faced with a circumstance, problem, or obstacle that has upset you in the past. What can you do that can impact and change your life and those around you? The answer is expect the best from everyone. Sounds good, sounds easy, but is it? I personally look for the best in everyone and every situation. Whatever we think about or look for and expect, to a much larger extent than most of us would really believe or realize, this is what we will find. By accepting, understanding, implementing, and owning this concept, we can profoundly improve our effect on others and find greater joy and happiness for ourselves in the process. So look for the best within people. Speak directly to that part of them. They may not see that part in themselves, but look for it and speak to it and don't get thrown off by their negative beliefs about themselves. When you look for the best within someone, you're looking for their best qualities, for their strengths. And when you do this, you help them to see and feel those strengths. How we view others can generate a self-fulfilling prophecy. We believe that they will behave in a certain way or that they will affect us in a certain way. And guess what? It happens. It may have been caused in part by our own expectations and actions. In real life, this could be a coach who knew you could do it before you did. Or a teacher who saw an ability in you that you didn't know that was there. Or it could be a friend, a coworker, or a parent who believed in you in a way that helped you to believe in yourself. This idea of the self-fulfilling prophecy was brought to light by Robert Merton in 1948. He described a three-step process. One, a belief that a certain event will happen. Two, this leads to a new behavior that that person would not have otherwise undertaken three actual events take place and the prophecy is fulfilled approach somebody with positive expectations and they will often but not always tend to move somewhat in that direction and the opposite holds approach that same person with negative expectations and they will often but not always move in that same direction We see what we want to see in people, but more often than not, what we're seeing is a complicated combination of our own beliefs, expectations, and truth, and a good dose of imagination, interpretation, and all of these things combine to have an effect on our relationship with them. When we see only what is wrong with someone, we're not seeing the truth. We're seeing our worst expectations and making it more likely that we will influence the other person to fulfill those expectations. We're not ignoring objective reality or denying some terrible behavior like violence, abuse, or criminality. But there is a good combination of expectations, beliefs, and truth that determines the many possible outcomes. When we see the best in someone, we're not seeing the truth either strictly speaking. We're seeing possibilities. We're encouraging them to bring out the best in themselves and we're supplying a little bit of energy to make it more likely that that will happen, that it will become the truth, their truth. When we expect the best for others and in others and of others, you're growing and nurturing love. You're looking for the best in people and when you do that, You're likely to find it. The last topic for today is on the idea, the concept of acceptance. It's a gift that you receive to move through a situation or a circumstance to uncover an opportunity for growth, development, or to resolve or solve a problem. Resistance keeps you stuck exactly where you are. Acceptance frees you. You are no longer fighting what's going on or happening. You gain emotional, psychological distance, which allows you to become more aware, be present, react, and respond accordingly. Acceptance transforms the situation, frees you, and allows movement forward. You're empowered to step forward into new opportunities that arise. Many people find acceptance hard, a different way of looking at a situation or a circumstance. Resist a situation and it will will persist. It's constantly with you. An unpleasant or undesirable situation remains as long as you resist it. That could include relationships that are lacking in some way, a job or an opportunity you believe was perfect for you and yet was denied, a dream or desire that fades away. Your life's journey requires courage, determination, and understanding to overcome and persevere through challenges and obstacles, problems, misunderstandings, and unforeseen matters. Do you understand and see the difference between going through challenges and fighting against life? You can waste so much energy and time fighting against a situation that's trying to help you. Acceptance can seem foolish, or even like you're giving up. Acceptance doesn't mean that you stop moving, but pause and evaluate the circumstances. When you step back, stop, and accept the situation or what's going on in your head and mind, this allows a space to clear so that your heart can lead the way. You might ask the following questions. What's the best response to this? How can I proceed and move forward from here? Do I need to go back to another step and make a different choice? What am I supposed to learn from this situation? What did I overlook or not understand? Most everyone goes the wrong direction at some point in their lives. I've made bunches of errors, mistakes, and chosen the wrong path. That's how we learn. Are you able to correct your course and not beat yourself up over a mistake or an error? Resist something and it will persist. It doesn't go away. Accept, feel, and move through what's happening. Don't fight life. If a situation seems to be working against you and not in your favor, then there's information you can't or then there's information you can't or refuse to acknowledge or see. Can you accept that life loves you? Can you accept that love even if you don't understand it? There's guidance being offered that you may see as a hindrance instead of as help. Can you go with the flow of the river or stream instead of of paddling against the current? This is about how you want to live your life. Do you want to be constantly and continually in a state of emotional upheaval, doubt, fear, or in acceptance? Acceptance isn't about giving up, but how to relax and loosen your grip which will allow you to accept and acknowledge how far you've come. You see what you've accomplished so far and move forward, regardless of the challenges and obstacles ahead, with more awareness, conscious choice, and less combative actions. Acceptance of where you are will allow you to relax and receive more. And as I've spoken of before, I like affirmations. And I have a couple here for... Acceptance. I call, commanded a man that divine love deliver the gift of acceptance to my heart and to the hearts of every human being so all can manifest their true potential and be free and happy or something even better. By divine grace and unconditional love, so be it. I call, commanded a man freedom from anger, bitterness, despair, doubt, fear, rage, and uncertainty for myself and for every human being so that we are free, happy, joyful, and able to find our gifts and talents in this or any lifetime or something even better by divine grace and unconditional love. So be it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Weisner. I hope you'll come back again next week for the next episode, and I hope you have a fabulous week.